Osiris. This podcast is in the loop, the Legion of Osiris podcasts. Hey everybody, I'm Brian Saxon. And I'm Michael Shields, and we are the hosts of Welcome to the Party Pal, the mind-bending film and television podcast you didn't know you needed. Welcome to the Party Pal is a celebration of the art of cinema and filmmaking, where movies and television shows are deconstructed and analyzed to evaluate their grandeur. Guests will include the filmmakers and industry insiders that craft the works of art that we celebrate here when you join the party. Welcome to the Party Pal is part of the Osiris Podcast Network. everybody, this is Donnie B with Female Centrics. We are the first female hosted fish community podcast and we are coming at you with our 48th episode and this episode is going to be about Oysterhead, yeah. which my mind is absolutely blown. So I'm going to first introduce our co-host which you've got baker back in the house hey hey, hey everybody nice to be back been yeah, a while it has been a little bit hasn't it it's good to have you back thank you donnie yes and uh sneaky jason my my Artie lang <laughs> hi babes it's quite an intro i know i know hey, donnie, how you doing <laughs> good well hell you know you're the one that's honestly made me appreciate all this really uh heavy heavy stuff because i don't I didn't. I didn't get it back then. This kind of stuff scared me back then. I know it's kind of <laughs> weird to say, but Donnie skipping yeah, through yeah, the I like fields. Tunes and Oysterhead is weird and heavy. <sighs> so I'm going to tell you guys. So if you've been a listener of Female Centrics, then you'll know sort of my a bit about my journey through fish and how uh, that late 1.0 and 2.0 for me was a little bit heavy and we had a lot of crew that was going through a lot of hard times and it was hard for me to see Trey like that and I just didn't, wasn't able to identify or, I don't know, sync up with... Deep dark. Yeah, the darkness of it all. You weren't really seeing... Fish when no, I was yeah no 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 I was living in Oregon at the time and I think you could probably braid my armpit hair it was that long <laughs> back then so you know I mean, mama. right <laughs> Nicole did were were you seeing fish in two thousand no two thousand three was my first show it was my first show collection mm-hmm, oh, that's, mm-hmm. that's great hey want to go camping <laughs> okay let's do this. <laughs> That's kind 20 of years later, you're on a podcast. I'm like, your rules your life, right? <laughs> a lot of my friends, I was their first uh, taste of the fish as well. Right? Yep. So yep. Excuse me. That's funny. Yeah, yeah. So so when Oyster, you know, obviously I knew about him and all that, but it just wasn't my, like, not my jam. It's like, uh, you know... So Jason also introduced me to Marilyn Manson, who I just never could get into it. Like I was just, I joked about him, like he's none of my business. It's too scary, <laughs> right? Right? You know, it's like Primus, like not, you know, not my, not my jam. It was just, and then one night we had an amazing night to Marilyn Manson. And now I'm like, hell yeah, oh, get it. But I was not involved in that night. No, no, and no, I no, do no. Not know. No, no, nobody. <laughs> and I still don't like. <laughs> Marilyn Manson. <laughs> Nobody needed to be involved in that evening besides Mr. Jenkins and I. Okay, cut anyway. it out. Um, 
So, yeah, I mean, this isn't quite Manson, but no. she never listens to harder music. I didn't even like Karini before we got together. Like, it just all yeah, that. Like, so, Oysterhead really wasn't, you know, mm-hmm. wasn't on the radar gym. at all. But I will now. tell you. So, so what date is it today? Was the 19th, 18th? Where are we at? Whatever. Yeah, 18th. thank you. So, they just played these four days ago, and I cannot stop listening. It is so good. It is so good. Um, yeah, it's a fun little treat. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I started looking. I didn't know anything about it. I didn't know how they got together. None of it. I mean, obviously, I knew, you know, uh, that the drummer... I knew that. I just wanted to make sure before I said it. Hang on one second. Let me know when to go. The police. I knew that the drummer was from the police, Stuart Copeland, and obviously Les Claypool, which Jason brought me to my first... Did we see just Les, or was it Primus? Oh, we saw Primus. Yeah, yeah. Okay, at, at the State Theater. The whole pack. Yeah, <laughs> yep, yep. And Baker, you've been super into it for a while as well. I am a Primus fan. Yes. I do like them. Yes, definitely. But again, this also went for me in that sort of category of like, scary. <laughs> ooh, ooh. <laughs> right? I'm like, ugh. Like, now I'm like, yeah, not even. It's freaking the, fir- <laughs> the first time I saw Primus, is probably the first time you saw Primus, was at the All Good Festival. They were headlining oh, Saturday night. Right, yep. And, uh... Yeah, shot me to outer space. So that was that was absurd. Mm-hmm. Um, it's so much fun. I really love. I like it. I akin it to like a split open and mill. I like it when like when the hippies get weirded out a little bit. Mm-hmm. And uh, mm-hmm. Primus can definitely do that. <laughs> yes, weird out a bunch of hippies. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Like, oh no! What if I do? Yeah. <laughs> So what I wanted to do, though, so for this episode is find uh, someone who not only got to see them back in the day, but also got to see them the other night. And so uh, I was able to find a woman named Cher Marie Sukanik, who we will be talking to in just a few minutes, who not only was at both of the shows, but also is a big Police fan and Primus fan. Cool. And when I found uh, someone had posted something on Facebook about the shows and uh, the details of what Cher spoke about, I was like, she's our lady. So, <laughs> woo. Bring her and, in. Yep. And she's leaving from Mexico tomorrow. So oh, we brilliant. got her. Yep. <laughs> it's like, last minute, Sally. Let's do this. Perfect. <laughs> perfect. Exactly. So, Oysterhead was started um, in actually. Uh, 2000 and it was uh, the organizers of the New Orleans Jazz Fest they asked Claypool to enlist an all-star musicians for a special performance for the festival some would say a super group exactly and literally a month later May 4th 2000 these guys got up on stage and featured pretty much their whole album which is what they've been working on now. Like, it's their album now. I mean, no, not their album now, but they're, they're working it's their off only of... their album. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're working off <laughs> the of their one, only album. The so, only. you know, you're wondering if, like, they're going to come up with new stuff or not. I mean, Trey's playing in three different bands this month. February. Can you play with Dave Matthews, like, last night? Oh, yeah. Okay, so we'll just throw <laughs> in four. 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 Why not? <laughs> like, what? <laughs> in a spare time. Exactly, exactly. So, what I want to do is I found, like, a really funny, uh, just a great clip on on YouTube of um, Trey and Stuart and Les talking uh, about them getting together. And uh, something I want to, like, sort of, you know, continue to talk about when we speak with Cher and you guys about all this is, to me, this this like giant difference 
between Trey in 2000 and Trey now. Because this interview that we're about to play, uh, Trey has sunglasses on. So we're going to listen to this and we'll be right back with Cher Marie Sukin. So we wanted to talk to you guys about a, another female podcast called How to Do the Pot. So in this podcast, you're going to be listening as women share personal stories of how cannabis has contributed to their improved health and well-being. So did you know that cannabis may be the solution to better your migraines, menopause, and sleep? And maybe you're still not sure how CBD works to treat pain or if you should substitute your pills with pot, which often is is uh, the, the road to go. So three out of four U.S. women have access to legal cannabis in either the medical or adult use. And most of us have a little understanding of what that means for, for us. So until now, this new podcast is here to answer all their secretly Googled questions about weed. How to do the pot is a modern woman's guide to legal cannabis. I listened to one of them and it was about, it was a doctor on there talking about uh, whether or not the, the safety of using cannabis while you're pregnant and breastfeeding. And it's this big taboo subject that's really hard to find studies on and research and whatnot online uh and this this is a this this episode in particular is great it really breaks it down and with a medical doctor it's not just you know people kind of picking through it and and whatnot so um again this is created by april pride and uh this podcast how to do the pot is going to be helping to guide you whatever your experience level is so you can check it out wherever you listen to your podcasts this is Les Claypool, our band leader, guru, and psychic guidance spiritual leader. And this is Stuart Copeland, the greatest drummer, drummer in the world. And I have no idea who this guy is. <laughs> He's the Crimson Dago, Trey Anastasio. Well, it all started with uh, a show that was offered to me down in New Orleans by some folks called Superfly, and they do this every year for, um, for the Jazz Fest. They get uh, interesting musicians to get other interesting musicians together for an evening at a nightclub. So I called Trey, and he said, I'd always, I've always wanted to play with you and Stuart, and I knew Stuart from working with him on the Primus song. And uh, so we called Stuart, and Stuart said, yee let's go. There's really no plans beyond, say, this tour, but for me, What's happened consistently since we first played together is that I get these glimpses of potential and chemistry between the three of us. The first time we ever got together, we, we did a jam in my barn. This is before the Strand Theater and all that. And it, I thought it was just incredible. I still have the tape and still listen to it. Then we went and did that show, and I thought the show kind of sucked. But then, <laughs> then Stuart sent this tape of the good moments from the show, and both of us, were Les and I were both convinced after that because the moments that were good were really good. And so now that we're out on tour, every night things to be, seem to be moving forward. And whenever I catch a glimpse of how good it can be, I suddenly, my head gets filled with all these ideas. Oh, we got to do another album. We got to you know, tour Japan. We got uh, in those moments. The reason why Oysterhead is so exciting for us is because it's not our primary focus. It's like school's out for summer when it's Oysterhead time. I look, I'm working on movies and Oysterhead's coming up. It's like summer holidays are almost here. And then I get out and it's an explosion of energy and enthusiasm. And then we don't have any future. We're making this up as we go along. And that's sort of what makes it fresh for us. 
All right. And we are back and we have Cher Marie Zucanic with us who was able to see Oysterhead back in the day. And Cher, were you at both shows or just one show? From the 14th to 15th. Yes. Oh, yeah. We were at both shows. And Cher was at both shows. So (laughs) welcome, Cher. How are you doing? (laughs) Thank you. Thanks for having me. You are welcome. You're welcome. Uh, so, Cher, we jump into with all of our guests. We want to know uh, the first big question is, how did you get into this circus of we call fish? Not just oyster head, well, but fish. It's <laughs> a good question. Good, good, good starter there. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I, so the Grateful Dead was my... Um, was what started it for me. Your gateway so I guess drug. You could, yes. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, so I I started to see them um, in the nineties. Uh, I graduated high school for in nineteen ninety, and then I started kind of going my own way, um, obsessed with the dead. And then we lost Jerry in ninety five. I had already started getting into fish at that point. Um, I had tickets to the Halloween 95 show in Chicago. I was living there at the time and uh, unfortunately didn't get to go because of uh, work issues. So my first show ended up being uh, 81096, which was at Alpine Valley. I was there. Yeah. Awesome. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Uh, Yeah. So that was my first show. Um, I I guess you could say that there was probably a lot of people that once um once the dead stopped jump ship a lot of, yeah and i'm i'm totally i have no issues uh you know admitting that um but it was boat. kind of yeah yeah so did did you see uh were you on dead tour back in the day like did you get to see a lot with jerry and whatnot and then it no, kind of moved through get, that i didn't mm-hmm. get to see him a lot um because i always had to work or i was in school and mm. um so i didn't get to do full tours of the dead but mm-hmm. i did see them a few times mm-hmm. and um got to see dead 50 you know when mm-hmm. uh, mm-hmm. a couple of years ago um but that was that was the gateway to fish mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and that's always been my my i always consider it my foundation was mm-hmm. the dead mm-hmm. it's a good one so it is so, it is it's kind of like our religion you know yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, so do, so <laughs> i mean as far as um musical influence is concerned so what we were talking about beforehand and for Listeners who know me on female social, I've, I've spoken about this a lot and whatnot. But mm-hmm. so for me, like those late, like I, I started out hard and heavy in 94 and then I moved out to Oregon in 98 and I was like super dupey. I mean, I like I joke about braiding my armpit hair, but I really think I probably could have. <laughs> I, I really think I probably That's could awesome. have. Yeah, yeah. It was that long and really straight. I could pop up beads in it. It was really cute. Anyway, so <laughs> Chase is just oh like, my God, nope. the face. Yeah, I don't know about that. <laughs> anyway, so oh so during awesome. 2000, for me, it was just that it was really too hard and heavy and, and um, yeah, and scary. Mm-hmm. I know, sure. I know. Right. And, um, and so when Oysterhead came around, I was like, mm, mm, nope, like not, I couldn't. And just not my jam. And so when they came back around recently, when they were like, all right, we're going to do, you know, Oysterhead, I'm like, oh, good, good for you. Not that I wouldn't have enjoyed it but i wasn't getting it and so baker and jason both were like oh yeah oyster head <laughs> and you guys have been for a while now exactly 
And then, yeah, dude. And then I woke up to the morning of the fifteenth, and I listened to this, and my mind is fucking blown. And that's why I was like, we need to do a show now. She drank the Kool Aid, right? I drank the Kool Aid, (laughs) and. Fantastic. I need to talk to somebody who knows what they're talking about. (laughs) Besides, not that you guys don't know what you're talking about, Jason and Baker. Definitely do not know. She assumes I know what I'm talking about. Yes, you're the professional. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I will say, like, when, you know, it was on our our little secret fish group that we're on there, and uh, you posted some pretty, like, details. I was like, yes, you're you're the person I'm looking for. So, um, So, what I want to talk to you about is how. If you remember, like how you first, uh, like when Oysterhead first started coming around back then, and were you into heavier music or Primus or Police or whatnot back then? And and go for it. Talk to talk about that. Yeah. So absolutely, I was. Um, so I have uh, two older brothers and an older sister. So when I was growing up, we listened to Rush, ACDC, Iron Maiden. Nice. Um, just a lot of. A lot of heavy stuff from my brothers um, and still listen to it today. But the police was a big was a big one as well. Um, We used to have that big record player that was like a piece of furniture and you'd lift up the the top of it. And you could put like 10 records on there and, you know, just rotate them all. We would just Columbia Record Club. We would (laughs) would the original six disc CD right there. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) exactly. Yeah. Um, Columbia Record Club. I love it. Yeah. Yeah, like 10 records for a, like a cent or so something. So many people like that. owe that company oh so god. much money. Right? Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, that's how it all started. I mean, they just polluted my brain. And um, so that's kind of how it started. Obviously, the police came first. Um, and then uh, I believe I was in like a junior or senior in college when uh, Primus did the Lollapalooza tour in 1993. Uh, and I'd been mm-hmm. listening to him for about a year before I saw him and, um, they, they just blew my mind. They were weird. They were just so weird. And I just, I don't know, you either love them or you can't stand them. And I just, the weirdness just drew me in. So, um, you know, the heaviness of that, I love the baselines of everything. And, um, yeah, that's kind of, you know, you get the three of them together in a band and it's, it's. It's insane. Well, I feel, I so feel like they share that with, Primus shares that with Fish, where it's either you love it or you're like, sounds like what the hell is this? nails on a chalkboard. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Totally. Yep. And but, but not in the jam sense. No. Because Primus doesn't jam, like doesn't, like it's not. It's way more metal. Right. Yeah, but they don't go off in jams though, right? Sometimes. Do they? They okay. do. Mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. They do, um, but, it's but and, and they're going to be doing. They're going to be doing a and it's weirder. To King. <laughs> yeah, it's weird. Yeah, it is. Um, but in a good way. But, it's a good uh, weird. It's yeah, not. It, like, it's a good weird. It's like a yeah. split open melt weird. You know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you guys remember that. That um, probably dating myself here, but that no. Lollapalooza 19, 1993 was just so awesome. I was like at that the first and, one. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. No, it was. No, it was. I think the the third one. Because I went. I want to say I was. I was at the Beastie was Boys the one. That I think that was, was ninety four. Ninety four. Yep, yep. With the Smashing Pumpkins, Beastie Boys, 
Cypress Hill. Oh shit! Yeah, <laughs> I saw Cypress. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Cyp- I mean, I saw Cypress Hill too. <laughs> was that Woodstock? No, I think that was. Woodstock. It was so know. hot. It was so hot. Yes. That's all I remember. So freaking hot. Yep. <laughs> totally. Insane in the membrane. Yeah. <laughs> um. So so when they when they first release all this so what shows did you go to i mean because this was like this was smacked up and wait a minute, hang on so fish was playing during this time because it was jazz fest mm-hmm. when they first started playing yeah they, it was right around it was right it was early 2001 when we heard that there was going to be mm-hmm. an out al- or the album was released i don't mm-hmm. remember the exact time frame when the album was released but um i i think i remember like may of 2001 or something like that mm-hmm. when uh, it's when it was all put together. We started finding out that they were going to be touring. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh right, right, right. Yeah. But the first time they all went together was two thousand, right? Well, yeah, they played May fourth, two thousand at uh at Jazz oh, Fest. Jazz Fest, yeah, mm-hmm. that's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, I only got to see I only got to see them once on the Oysterhead uh, two thousand one tour. I sure. saw them in in Asheville, North Carolina. I was living in Atlanta at the time, and. uh just took a couple years to find my fish crew. Uh, yeah. And then we found out about this show and we, you know, we drove and stayed overnight and had a blast. And- so what was, what was the like lots? It was a small venue. What was a lot scene? Like, was it like a good, was it a big fish scene or was it a mix or? It, so in terms of, I don't remember the lot scene. I'll be honest with yeah, you. Yeah. 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 Um, long time ago. <laughs> yeah. I was trying there. Yeah. I was actually trying to remember like I went back and looked at the set list and actually found a couple of clips from the show. And, um, but it was a lot of, it was a lot of fish fans, but, but there's a lot of Primus fans that go to these yeah. shows too. Mm-hmm. And police fans. It's just a, it's kind of a neat mix. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but back then there was a lot of, uh, dirty hippies. <laughs> <that were there. laughs> Forgive my my wording here, but yeah. Who could bring their armpit hair? I was just on the yeah. wrong coast. <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, it was I don't just know. You know, the scene was, Yeah, in 2000, <laughs> 2000, yeah. 2001. Okay. It was, uh, but I loved it because it was, you know, that was my scene at the time and um, I, you know, I was happy. Right. But, um, but the, just a lot of us have gotten older since then, so the crowd's a little different now. Yeah, but, um, yeah. And what do you remember about being in the show and, like, how – because, I mean, from, like, 2000 – I mean, I don't want it to be, like, this general blanket of, like, these years that, quote-unquote, Trey wasn't doing well. Like, it wasn't necessarily that. I don't feel like he was, like, effed up at, like, every show or anything. But, like, you th- you see, like, I don't know, this, this last um, – the – the YouTube uh, clip that I put up um, right before this um, Mm -hmm. with the three of them talking, it's like, you know, Trey's got his sunglasses on and like, I can't even fathom him doing an interview now with his sunglasses on and not being directly. He kind of sounded like a douche. Like he sounded like in, uh, (laughs) what's the, the documentary there? Oh, the bittersweet motel. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. bittersweet motel. Yeah. When he's on the beach talking going, about, yeah. right? Yeah, when he's got his sunglasses on, talking about. Yeah, it was that kind of tray. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Not sweet dad tray. Yeah, not... <laughs> exactly, yeah. exactly. So, what do you remember? What it was like uh, inside the shows, and how was the scene, and all that? 
Yeah. So, I mean, a lot of, a lot of my friends drove up from Atlanta and so it was good to be with all of them, but I remember getting in. So the venue in Asheville, that's, that's the same venue where they do the Christmas jam. I don't know if you guys have heard of that. Warren Haynes puts it on and Mm-mm. it's, it's a lot of fun around mm. Christmas, but cool. um, it's, I think it holds about six or 7,000. Okay. Mm-hmm. So not the size of what, you know, fish would, would play, but, uh, so we got in and the, we grabbed a spot directly facing the stage. So on the risers directly facing the stage, we weren't, we were, you know, further back, mm-hmm. we were in the front row in of that section and sure. you could see perfectly. Nice. Um, and so, yeah. And, uh, I just, you know, the excitement was crazy. I'm like, Stuart Copeland's going to be entering the room any moment. And this is my rock God in addition to these other two. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but so it was, there was just a lot of anticipation and excitement because yeah, we heard the album, but we didn't know how they were going to sound live, so new. you know? Mm. Yeah. And I mean, you've got access to everything now you've got access to, you know, your YouTubes and any kind of video you want. Back then you really didn't have that. It's the throwback so, to the super group, right? Yes. <laughs> the super yes. groups were a thing in the 70s. Yes. yes. They kind of yeah. made one from the 90s. Well, yeah, that's exactly yeah. what happened because, I mean, let's like, yeah. put this whole thing together for... So uh, what I was, I was saying before, and so um, Les was asked to put this, you know, all-star musician, and according to what I read today, it was like one a month later, they were on Jazz Fest. And they, I mean... Yeah, that's what I remember as well. Yeah. yeah. It was... It was basically thrown together yeah with original music with all original yeah. music exactly <laughs> exactly um mm-hmm. so uh so you know flash forward to a few days ago which yeah. wow so colorado <laughs> and both nights so so what was let's bump into like the scene and what was going on um on again yeah, colorado a few days ago what was uh i was i'm assuming at this point and this is just me assuming because i don't know much obviously this is why i called you in chair the prof- <laughs> the pro- <laughs> thank you very much <laughs> you're welcome you're welcome um so so i mean at this point is this much more of a fish crowd and there's a lot of, there was a lot of, uh, yeah, there was a, there was a huge fish crowd. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. But there was also a huge Primus crowd. I was going to say. Yes. Yes. Cause when they played, uh, them damn blue collar tweakers. Well, we were, we were in the, like facing the stage way in the back, um, the first night. And then the second night we were like fifth row floor. Oh, nice. And Ooh. and when he when he said it's been 30, 30, I've been waiting 30 years to play this song. Oh, Trey my God. Said that. Yeah. And I'm like, Brad is my boyfriend's name is Brad. And I go, Brad, is he talking about the song? We're like, yeah, he's still playing it. OK, this is what it is. And um, it was cool to, to see that. But um, but yeah, the there was a big fish crowd. I think I mean, our hotel. Be- I think that would be my uh, music if I was a pro wrestler to enter into the ring. (laughs) Well, (laughs) it was it was different than like uh, you know your little fish encore jam. Well, so what I'm wondering is is like how for so you know when Trey said 30 years, like how long? When did Primus start? Been around for a while. Early nineties. Early nineties. I someone will probably correct me later. It doesn't (laughs) seem that long, and then you do the math, and then it's like, oh, it was early nineties. Frizzle Fry came out 
And I know there's an album, I think, before that, some like an EP or something. But Ryan, I think Frizzle Fry came out in like 90 or 91. What? No. What? <laughs> right? Exactly. Oh, yes. Wait, so was yes. there an album, Ryan, before, like in 1984, that was when the first Primus album was released? All right, all right. Hang on, he'll get back. Oh, to good. Us I was like, out. I was like, I don't know if I can do this at yeah. the same time. Yeah, no, 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 no. <laughs> we've, we've got a background guy for this one. Yeah. But, but we kind of relate to the. So we try to like Howard Stern. Who's who's the guy that always does the facts in the background? Am no, I wrong you're with talking that? about a young Jamie from the Jerry. Uh, oh, okay, okay. Who from what? Don't worry about it. <laughs> we got a young Ryan. <laughs> uh, Why? Wow. Oh, no so, wow. Okay. I don't think anyone okay. heard Ryan. Their first album came out in 1990. Frizzle Fry. Frizzle but they Fry. started in 84. Okay. And then so, how many albums has Primus put out, Ryan? <laughs> yeah. Because I think Nine. there's an EP Nine in there albums. somewhere. Yeah. 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 That's a lot. Wow. Yeah. yeah, it is. Definitely. So going into uh, the first night. So, again, I'm just going to talk about my experience real quick because so me listening to all of these, uh, this is not anything I, I, you know, I'm I really am happy about my journey with fish and how my husband Jason has brought into the heavy stuff. And as I was talking about before, because like I didn't I wasn't into Karini, like none of it. And not that I was just like, oh, it only has to be bouncing around the room and waste wasn't that it's just the super heavy stuff. I just couldn't handle it wasn't like wasn't my wasn't my jam you know so rolling into these now that I get the heavier piece of I guess music in general um but specifically uh my journey with Trey through all of this listening to these songs oh this is why I was like I we just need to do a show and I need to find someone and I'll get my kids and we'll figure that not my kids not my actual children kids but <laughs> left like, the kids at home like you guys you, <laughs> <laughs> my fish kids <laughs> and we're gonna talk kids. about this yeah <laughs> this is so good it is so good so um yeah so go ahead um uh share tell us about what you thought when you first went in and and we're gonna talk yeah. about that first set and go how, into that. how was the first the first night for mm-hmm. you First night, uh, fantastic. I mean, both nights were, they were different, but um, first night was okay. We're going to get reacquainted with these songs being live. It's been a while. Um, I got to hear Radon Balloon and Grand Pecking Order, which I did not get to hear the first time I saw them in Asheville. Mm -hmm. Those are the two songs that they left out. And then they ended up playing Radon Balloon into Grand Pecking Order. So it was, it was cool. And yeah. that, that radon balloon uh, too, uh, for me was the song that was like the fishiest. Yeah, and right? birthday boys along the same lines. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. 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 Yes, me. Yep. You can't forget about how they started the whole very first thing with the little faces. Little to, faces. To I know, Mister Oysterhead. Uh, when. <laughs> um, I, I was taking a little notes, like listening to the show. I was all jacked up. And the only thing I wrote for the first song <laughs> to open the thing, I was like, oh, this is what they kicked the door open with. Yeah. Like, oh, here we yeah. are. Let's go. And then after that, it's like, oh, you guys woken up now? And then well, Les, is- Les talks about having an erection. Yeah, so. right. <laughs> 
He does. Oh my god, I forgot yeah. about that. <laughs> After that was during uh, Mr. He's like, oh yeah, we're we're here. Aren't y'all warmed up now? Right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. He's all I'm excited about it. Cool. <laughs> I'm a little freaked out. All these fucking people are staring at me. Yeah. <laughs> So when he talks about the grand pecking order, so after Radon Balloon, he talks about the grand, grand pecking order and like it being like their fav- his favorite song to play or is this their, what no. do you, what do you have to that, say? Uh, I guess this is our uh, best song, you could say. Yeah, yeah. Is that <laughs> one of their the songs? song that they wrote or something yeah, right. like that. Mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm. something like that. That's mm-hmm. what they named the album. But he got, Les, mm-hmm. Les got very, yeah, I, he's very cheesy on stage, you know, he's the jokester all the time, but then he made this comment that, you know, got some chill bumps going. He said, it's what a pretty he, amazing thing. He said, it's a pretty amazing chill thing bump. when you can be part of something that is special to other people's lives. Yes. And he said that right before he went into introducing Trey, saying, here's the redheaded wrangler. Introduced, uh, introduces Stu. Big daddy and, Stu you know, or The something. whole place went went nuts when they introduced Stuart because yeah. it's just like there's this huge rock like giant in size too <laughs> I mean, he's right? a big dude is he really um he's very he's i i if i had to guess he's like six four to six six somewhere yeah there. yeah yeah and his arm span is ridiculous he has a like big just, wingspan <laughs> oh my god it's it's crazy and uh you definitely can feel his presence in the room. That's for sure. When did they do the intros? Was that for a grand pecking order? It was right before grand pecking order when he did the introduction and the right angled wrangler. About- yeah. <laughs> yeah. Dude, I feel like, yeah, I don't know if we've ever talked about this before on the show, Donnie, but there's uh there's, <clears throat> we have this thing called the psycho circus. And it's a certain state of mind in certain venues in certain places. But, Specifically SPAC, but I, 2013. I feel like, <laughs> I feel like Grand yeah. Packing Order is like Psycho Circus music. Yeah. Especially with him that's barking a, that's it out. That's a perfect way to describe yeah, it. And yeah, and it's a little circusy, but like metal in the background. It's, well, it's a good one. Mm-hmm. And then right you got next. the <laughs> ringleader in the front. <laughs> being a weird yeah. One. Did you guys ever watch Hee Haw when you were kids? <laughs> yes. <laughs> What was his remember Grandpa Jones? Yeah, <laughs> he was like the ban- one of the banjo players. If you watch clips of him, that is less. That is completely one hundred percent less. All right, so hang I mean, on. He does the little bouncing moves. And- who? Who? <laughs> That's awesome. Grandpa Jones. Wait, Grandpa Jones from Hee Haw. Oh, Grandpa Jones. I don't know Hee Haw. Oh my God. <laughs> you get, you get- are you I, just, I can't stop smiling right now because I didn't expect that to come up in this conversation. <laughs> just picture I have to give credit and banjo. Is this like Captain Kangaroo time? And... Is that like back in like PBS Captain Kangaroo? Hee haw. Oh no, this was oh, prime that was like time the sixties. Oh. Like before I was born. Right. <laughs> but I remember hee haw. Hey, hey lady, slow down. <laughs> slow your roll. I know I'm the oldest one in the room again, all right? It doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> oh no oh no it's a real show it happens i thought a donkey said hee-haw <laughs> that too i don't know look this up, now we're gonna have to check up it out. some youtubes on grandpa jones oh, you're actually in if you google treat. grandpa jones and les claypool i think there's like a, can we a get, mashup of can we the get two grandpa of them. jones oh, no and primus <laughs> that's happening <laughs> All right. <laughs> <laughs> My oh, buddy man, Scott man. was the one that what that mentioned it, and he's like, "You remember Grandpa Jones?" And I'm like, "Yeah." He's like, 
you got to watch this clip. This is 100% less. So can't take credit for it. It's mainly him. (laughs) So I'm wondering, Jason, I feel like you told me that Les owns like a winery and you can like go hang out with him. He he owns a winery, lives on a winery. And when he's not out and about, he's drinking wine on his winery. Yeah. People can come by and, you know, see see old weirdo Grandpa Joe, Les Claypool. (laughs) Grandpa Joe Les. Yeah. That would be I. <sighs> no, I think Maynard it was has both of one them. too. Yeah, Maynard has one too. Yeah, both of them. Right. They both like to rock. Clearly, the thing to do now. I'd love to go drink wine with them. That's, I might have just like made that up, but favorite. someone told me that once. I swear. <laughs> Fake Pretty news. sure it's true. <laughs> So I have to say, so the song, the the big song that I recognized was the Oz is ever floating, and so I'm assuming is that yep. like, was that their like hit? Yeah, I think I think it was. I think there was a video that was yeah. released. We played it on um, and it's about John C. Lilly, who used to um, work with, I think dolphins and yeah, dolphins and, and LSD and yeah, dolphins and LSD. If you ever go to yeah. like a uh, John Lilly put a woman in a tank with a dolphin for like a month. There's all these books out there. Yeah, there's all these books that are always on the table if you go to a floating tank place. Oh wait a minute, is that the same person who the lady was in the tank with the? What? Wait. What? I know, but hang on a second. Were they? Were they on LSD? The lady and the dolphin? Oh yeah. What? Totally. Yeah. Wait, what? I've never heard about this. No, I've heard about I've Well, I've seen. I have not. No. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> okay back it up. Where do we begin? Back. Holy. Okay. <laughs> so, all right. <laughs> John Lilly was at Harvard in the 60s. He was a psychiatrist, psychologist or uh-huh. something. He did a lot of work with LSD. Yes. Uh, he pretty much invented the ice, the float tank, the isolation tank. Oh, uh, yeah. that that was him, and uh, he believed. <laughs> I was not on LSD. <laughs> he, he <laughs> no, that was just last weekend. We're he good. Could like get this woman to communicate with dolphins telepathically if they were in a tank and without Shut- a bunch of LSD. I didn't know they were on LSD when they did that, though. I've seen I've I've seen this before, and didn't she fall in love? Or You're didn't making the- me second guess him myself, but I'm pretty sure he was pumping her full of ass. I know she fell in love with the dolphin. I think. Uh, oh God! All right, so everybody. But I think he uh, was in there with them too. Really? I'm not mistaken. I don't remember. I think he used to do. So that's what know, that song's about. With the dolphins. Is that what? You, wait a yeah. minute. You said that that's a, that that song is about. At Oz is ever floating is about. Hang on. All right. A dolphin, a girl, yeah. and a guy on LSD. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> Back this up a second. Murphy and Toto too. And Shared, tell us what you know about Oz is ever floating besides our influence of LSD and dolphins. So you, <laughs> what were you I just think saying? It was probably, I mean, they picked the right song for it to, if this was going to be like their single, quote unquote, single or whatever. Yeah, it's it 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 definitely lured you in. Mm. You it sounds know? very and kind of fishy to me. It does. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it does. It, it sounds fishy. Rain on balloon. Birthday boys. Well, um, and fairy tray. Yeah, yeah. And fairy, so I was you know, listening. Tray influenced. I was listening to the Oz is Ever Floating. So they played it on the Conan O'Brien show. And granted, this was like a late night show online. So it's going to be different from what we hear 
you know, uh, live no, or not whatever. Not on TV. Well, this yeah. is on cable sorry, television. Yes, yes, sorry. <laughs> Conan O'Brien. I, I like don't even have cable minutes. anymore. That's right, yeah. So, <laughs> and then, but, so I listened to that just the first 30 seconds, and then I played what we listened to, what they played the other night, the first 30 seconds, and the, the, how full, much full, oh God, I'm going to say much fuller, and I know that's not the right words I'm looking for but just go with it guys okay so <laughs> how much fuller it is sure. now um like uh pers- ba- uh different from where it was back then I wonder if it has to do well has to do with the amount of time these guys have played over the past 20 years and how they're able to sort of fill that space which to me seemed empty back then i don't know if you guys you guys like they're more cohesive now yeah 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 yeah. and i don't know i kind of relate it back to i don't know maybe i'm just like oh trey was too high he didn't play good back then but that might not be it i don't know 20 years ago and there's some of the best musicians on the planet yeah it was almost 20 years ago and they're totally different yeah 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 i feel a lot of experience behind him now a lot of direction he's probably Trey has probably played about, mm, I don't know, 25,000 hours yeah. of guitar <laughs> since then. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, and then yeah. to go into, which I think is my favorite, uh, uh, pseudo-suicide. Holy shit. Yeah. He jammed the hell, Trey jammed the hell out of that the uh, first night. That was they pretty... Did, I mean, crazy yeah go ahead go ahead share tell us about that yeah it was i mean the first night well they're they're different they're both to to me they were both equally as awesome but um we were just uh watching a really crappy video of it (laughs) but we're like we have to watch it again so um there was some guy videoing the the show in the audience but Mm -hmm. um we we watched it and just the chemistry between Lesson Trey. I mean, they feed off each other so much, and uh, they ripped the crap out of it. The first out of pseudo suicide, the first mm-hmm. night. I mean, both nights, but the first night. Oh my gosh, so good, so so good, so so. Good. And don't even get me started on the encore. I mean, I went. Yeah, nuts. go get you started. Go, girl. Talk about <laughs> it. <laughs> I don't know. I don't. You guys know uh, Zenyatta Madata. Uh, no. the police album yes. had to do 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 da 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 mm-hmm. okay so this is the song sometimes sometimes you can listen to certain albums and you don't know necessarily what songs they're going into you you just know you, you listen to the album enough that you know okay i know all the beats i know i know all the words and sometimes you get lost in okay what did they just go into and i always knew the song but you know, I couldn't, when I first hear, I heard the first couple of beats of it, I really didn't think they were going to play a police song. I mean, I thought that they had just written it off. Mm-hmm. No police songs, not going to happen. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't even on my radar. So when they started to play Voices Inside My Head, the first song of the encore, mm-hmm. I, I literally had to check myself. Like, are they really doing this? Right. And they, and they, 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 did, they did great. I mean, those, those notes that Trey had to hit were tough. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but they they killed it, you know. I'm not like, super familiar. No, so I'm. That's not. I'm gonna say this. I'm like that's not a popular song. I was probably have it be like a top ten. I, I wasn't familiar. With it. Okay, it's, okay, good. It's good. not. <laughs> I'm like I'm it's not. not that it's just that when I was, it, I, I, we listened to a lot of police when I was a kid. So, um. It wasn't you know, the one just... most the one that was on the radio all the time. Sure, sure, yeah. sure. Okay, or okay. One of no. the eighty it, that were on the radio. Yeah, oh. yeah, yeah. 
Um, I don't know if it, I don't think it was really played on the radio that much. Yeah, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it was just kind of in the you know. You had to have the album or the tape. Just in the yeah, yeah. It yeah. was in your rotation, uh, but it wasn't necessarily it was in, in my brain. Yeah, yeah. and exactly. of course I'm going nuts, and people around me are like, "What are you doing?" I know. <laughs> yeah, you're like, you "I know. like the police too." Hello, right? <laughs> Stuart's like, "Yeah, yeah you share." <laughs> I'm super psyched. <laughs> it was fun. It was so it time. seemed like 46 Days was a great uh, selection, a great choice for them to cover first night. Yeah, they. Um, I was like, wow, they, they jammed the shit out of this during, as a trio. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, you didn't even, it, it sounded different. It was heavier, mm-hmm. but. Um, but it was good. Yeah. It, it was just, a good heavy. It and was it really, just, it yeah. Was, it was, ex- yeah, exactly. It was, it was a good heavy. Awesome. So yeah, it was fun. Awesome. All right. So we're going to take a quick break and we're going to come back and talk about the second night of Voice Their Head. All right. Sounds good. All right. Trey, let's we meet again on the wooden stools of glory. I have so much I want to talk about right now. <laughs> I do. So much to talk about in so little time because, you know. Should we get to it? Let's get to it. No, I mean, let's talk some shit. Question, 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 question for you. Okay. So, you know, we've been around the horn. All of us, all three of us have been around the horn a few times, more than a few times. We've played with a lot of people. Yes, we have. We've done this thing where you sit on the stool and you look over at the other guy. And I know you've done that quite a bit. I have. So <laughs> what I need to ask you, and I want you to be honest with me because we're pals. Who's better looking, me or Dave Matthews? <laughs> up close, up close. I mean up close. I know from afar I, <laughs> I, I got him beat. Dave is many things, many, many better things. <laughs> Whoa, <laughs> easy, Tiger. Get a little hot in here. Uh, all right. So uh, we're not supposed to talk about what this next song's about, but I will. Why don't you say, tell them, Wes? Tell them what this is. I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna just say. I'm just gonna say three things. Well, four things. Vegas, a penis, some cocaine, and a pair of breasts. Oh, and Kid and, Rock. And Kid Rock. It is about Kid Rock. And two guys whose birthday it was. All right. We are back with Shara Marie Sakonic and Baker and Sniggy. Hello, hello. Hey. Or Jason or whatever. <laughs> and I think I need we're to... back with Donnie <laughs> and Centrics. <laughs> We're going to talk about the second night of uh, Oysterhead. Oysterhead. I don't like hard music. <laughs> but I like this now. <laughs> oh, sorry. Just kidding, Daddy. It's true. Anyway, <laughs> so I would just say, uh, you know, reading uh, people's uh, reviews and whatnot, I would say the only thing that it seems that people are kind of 
like wan about a little bit was that there were repeats, um, which makes I yep. Well, you uh, only have one album. One album. I mean, yes, yes, exactly. <laughs> but right? we're such spoiled freaking brats that we're just like we want to listen to thirteen so shows, spoiled. right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. So, um, you know, I mean, it makes perfect sense for them to, you know, obviously play the same songs, which. In a different order, yeah. In a different order, throw in a few covers. Sure, yeah, yeah. So what? So how were things? So they got settled into the first night, and you. So what is the venue like there? What is what is that place? It it, it really reminded me of uh, the Asheville Civic Center where I saw them the first time. It's small. Mm -hmm. It's maybe six or seven thousand people as well, and big floor. But the risers only go up maybe. I don't know, fifteen rows. Mm-hmm. It's and then there's these huge box box uh, boxes up at the top. But um, yeah, it was the first night was so hard to get into. It was a complete cluster outside, people lining up. It, it was just a mess. Second night was was way easier. Um, got on the floor, so we didn't get to see as well. The first night, the second night, we were like, oh my god, you can see perfectly. Fifth row. Mm. Were there you in the everything. risers? No, we were on the floor. Oh, I was like, I'm getting on the floor the the second night and um, was a little nervous. I'm like, are my knees going to hurt? You know, old people syndrome. (laughs) (laughs) I learned uh, like hot packs on the back, like the ones you use for your feet. That was the last time when I went to train. I was for for the forest. I stuck them on my back and they worked great. It It works. Yeah. Yeah. He's 34 though. So, you know, yes. He doesn't have to think about these things yet. Yeah, but anyway, it was perfect, perfect. Everybody down on the floor was super cool and um, really pumped. And I just wanted to see the, you know, I wanted to see Trey playing the Matterhorn closer. I wanted to see it closer. I wanted to see the the the, the wham, uh, Les playing his Wamble. It's that three-pronged, or it's three strings on a, it's a three-string bass, but he uses a bow on it. Yep. Mm. It's, and, or he can just, he, he can just drop it on the floor and it makes all these crazy noises. Uh, so I wanted to see the interaction between that. Mm-hmm. And then of course, see Stuart kicking some butt closer up. So that was good. Um, people were, the expectations, I think people have, their expectation level needs to just lower a lot. People have outrageous expectations <laughs> and I know. I'll be honest. I I had heard when when the the shows were going to be announced and that you know they were going to start touring again that there was a comment in one of these articles I read that oh yeah they're writing new songs that are in the studio so you know people expected them to play new songs the second night mm-hmm. which I get it but right. you got to dust these guys off first and you know let them get used to it for a while maybe three or four shows from now. Maybe 420 Fest. Maybe they'll bust out some new songs. Hey, but yeah. the expectation, but the expectation levels just gotta chill out a little bit, you know. People yeah. on the internet were complaining. I'm like, you know what? I don't care if they repeat the same set again because when was the last time we heard this stuff? Right. Okay, yeah. yesterday, but that was yeah. before that. It was 18 years ago. Hey guys. Newsflash, <laughs> you're not supposed to see the same band three nights in a row. Right? <laughs> right? That's not how it goes. This is, a, this is not a fish show. All right. Know, a lot different. Think more police. 
rather than fish as well, far I think as more primus. Right. Well, it's, I mean, it's, well, primus so, has yeah. all sides too. But that's what I mean. The primus. Well, does primus play the same show? Sometimes. No. Sometimes they do. Like they'll yeah, they, you know, they have maybe a lot of the, rotate a couple of songs in. And so. They get a lot of heavy hitters. You might yeah. hear once or twice, but. Yeah, I mean, but you, when you have a big catalog to choose from, you can do that. I mean, if you only yeah. have one album and you haven't played it in how many years? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's like well, and I feel like if if they did have new songs, they would have played them in the first night. I don't know, and and that's that's or at least that's, that's, that's Trey uh, style that's anyway. What we don't know yet. Yeah, or yeah. It's so. You know, like, are they still? Mm-hmm. If they're still writing songs, are they ready to play them yet? Because they announced it last year, right? It's been a little while. I feel like they would have written them already. No? Yes? No? I don't Our know. expectations mm. are a little high. Again! Over on that again! Side <laughs> <of> the <room>. <laughs> <laughs> Between the three That's of them, awesome. I bet they could write a new, two new songs in the time we record this podcast. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Which in their spare time. Well, let's let's uh bring this into <laughs> the the little intro. Um so okay, so I have live fish and so that's how I've been listening to these shows. And because I was not able to webcast or not webcast, but I wasn't able to stream the the nights before the night before. So um but I was leaving Jason today who does not have live fish on his phone kind of thing. So I'm like, oh well let's let's you know I'm gonna show him some stuff on YouTube. So the first thing that came up was a video of the intro into birthday boys. <laughs> which, <laughs> which okay. So this is so let's talk about this. So Dre was like he was like up there. He's like, all right, I'm gonna play Birthday Boys, and he's trying to play it. And then there's Les and being like, little shithead cousin Les Claypool's like, hey Dre, <laughs> hey Dre, hey, uh, what's this song about? What's this song about? And, and Dre's like, oh, I don't know, uh, I don't want to, like, <laughs> you know, and then. <laughs> So I can't even imagine if you can and, talk about this. Uh, Donnie, I feel yes. like you hit the nail right on the head uh, earlier when you're like, Trey's the one that does the banter. Right. Well, he doesn't listen to the banter. Well, yeah, and, and, and like Especially he banter about Vegas with Kid Rock. In 2000. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> there was no penises, cocaine, or Kid Rock ever in 2000. Oh, like Trey's like, nope. Tits. Oh, or, or the tits. Nope, oh, nope, yeah. nope. Right. <laughs> So, so from what I experienced and what I saw, it was like Trey just being horribly uncomfortable about the whole thing. But I mean, you know, what was it like when he started talking about that for you? Um, hilarious. I didn't, think, I didn't really think he was. I don't really think he was uncomfortable. I definitely think he takes a more of a backseat role um, in terms of. Um, I, I don't want to say backseat, but yeah, in a way, there's times during the shows where he does take a backseat. But then, you know, pseudo suicide comes in and he freaking wails on, mm-hmm. you know, the guitar. But um, I just thought it was more mellow, you know, until they started playing the first night when they when they played it and they went into that whole Slayer like we're gonna sing like Slayer. We're gonna. <laughs> oh, for uh, birthday boys. Do you guys boys? remember that? Yeah. The first night it was so awesome. So I have a question. So for birthday boys, so I didn't listen to it the first. I didn't listen to birthday boys the first night. Did they play it acoustic the first night? Is that normally okay? So yeah. is that an acoustic song in general? Yeah, it is. Okay, okay, it is. Uh, but the first night, they, that's when they had this, the last verse was like 
Slayer with their Slayer voices. Second yeah. night, they just I there was I don't remember exactly what the banter was, but well, so that so it was the intro going into it where I had I hadn't heard of the Kid Rock playing with them. In, oh, that yes, yeah. that's what I'm talking about. So, um, <laughs> so. When they when they came out, so you know, he's talking about oh, you know, there's three things we want to talk about here, and it was the you know penises, cocaine, and boobs. Well, well, <laughs> well <it's>, yeah, <laughs> how it what it makes it even more fun. Like they all, this was the first song of the second set, so they all just come out, and Trey starts like getting to play it and. Uh, Claypool's like, hey, yeah, 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 hold on, hold on a minute. Uh, I want to talk about this. Okay, uh, do you remember what this song's about? He's like, uh, uh, yeah. Uh, like, yeah. Uh, well, uh, my thing was about uh, four things. <laughs> Maybe five. <laughs> yeah. like, okay. <laughs> You're gonna talk. Maybe about he's it. embarrassed. I don't know. Well, like, I, you know, I just think it's just such he's a sober now. I don't exactly, know. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, been married the whole time, but uh, that was Kid Rock. So who knows? <laughs> yeah, yeah. But for like, but then they went into you know an acoustic song. So I went and looked at the lyrics of it as well, and I'm like, how is this? I don't know. I feel. That I feel song's like it's about someone. Me. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And but like the interpret, I don't know. I wasn't expecting for them to go into this a mellow acoustic, a nice song? little acoustic song when they had just talked about penises and cocaine and boobs and <laughs> and Vegas and right, yeah. So we went back. So I went back and listened to <laughs> and watched the video from. So it's from September 29th, two thousand, and it starts with okay. Kid Rock coming on "Walk This Way," and then they go into "Rapper's Delight." And then it's Rock Me All Night Long. American band. Uh, well, Rock Me All Night Long, ACDC. And then they, oh, yes. I remember this Yes. Now. And yeah. then they go into the encore, yeah. which is the American band. And then apparently, Trey and Les Claypool wrote this birthday boy song. Because <laughs> it was their birthday, and they were all partying with Kid Rock in Vegas <laughs> afterwards. Yeah. Why wouldn't you write a song? This man was wearing the Kid Rock hat, hat playing yeah, the drums. <laughs> It's great. I had, to look twice. Oh I had to look twice at that and say, who is that's fish? Because it, it wasn't when it was when Fishman wasn't wearing his mumu. Yeah, he didn't have a dress, his donut dress on, no. and then he had Kid Rock's hat on. And yeah. I was like, who is that? <laughs> I need to rewatch that. It's yes. been a while. Well, and I want to know if anybody's out there who has been there, who went who was actually at the show and then partied with him afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> you know you ladies and men are there, right? On right? Social media. Right, exactly. Please tell me what happened. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> this will be part two. Exactly. Of the show. So, so you know, going into the second set, so how did you feel about that going into the second set and going back into some of the same uh, songs, a few different ones and whatnot? Um, I, I just kind of welcomed it. I know it's kind of a cheesy answer, but... Um, I was, <laughs> they had me at Mr. Oysterhead, actually, actually mm. first song. Right? Yeah. Super right. dance They went party. into this song that I think it's Buddy Miles. Carlos Santana used to play it with him. It's called Them Changes. Mm -hmm. it's like, you recognize, if you go back and you listen to it, you'll mm -hmm. recognize the guitar, the guitar riffs, and Les just killed it with these bass lines. And they went into it for, I don't know, Whoa. a verse, like a long verse. Mm -hmm. It wasn't like a smoke on the water, just like guitar riff. It was just... It was, he was, Trey was actually singing some of the lines of the song and I was like, 
they had me at that. And then I was like, I don't really care what they play after this. <laughs> well, and they also, they like, they kicked off the whole show with that, Mr. Oysterhead. And you had, yes. I, it was 18 minutes long. And wow, I didn't realize it was that long. Yeah. And you had Trey doing the fuck, the uh, whale calls. <laughs> yeah. For like three minutes. Everyone's going to be like, what is happening? Okay. And then they fucking bang out Mr. Oysterhead. And then yeah. you're off to running. Off well, and running. Yeah. Super yeah. dance party, too. Like, that this, one was dancing. Yeah. These, I, these in yeah. general, I feel like are very, like, I'm, I'm hearing, I guess, where it would be more so that Umphreys caught some vibe from oysters well, oysters oysters oysters, <laughs> oysters. That, that umphreys because i'm hearing a lot of like of like the umphreys influence and and whatnot in this i think you got it backwards that, that's what the i mean timing, by that like the way they play the time like their timing in general yes it's, yes it's heavy and they're always trying to kind of get that um i don't know if it's if it i'm, just, I'm sure a lot of it's oyster head well, I can. I, I hear it's what you're saying. It's different than some of these other jam bands. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I hear what you're um, saying. Diana. Very technical with the with the timing and stuff. Mm-hmm. I can totally see that. Are you an Amphries fan, Cher? Um, sort of. Sort of. Yeah, 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 yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, I. I don't. They don't have me hooked line and sinker yet. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. it's it's. But I have seen them several times, and I. A lot of my friends are just diehard fans, but I. I'm not. I'm not completely sold yet. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm completely sold. They're my favorite band. I, but, I think. Um... I think. I think. There's some of my friends are probably. Gonna, what? Like, so sorry. I, I can see what you're saying, Donnie. Where uh, I feel like Umphreys has a similar characteristic in that they can take one song and they can make it a metal song. They can take that same song and they can make it a dance party, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. or they can make it a rave, or they can make it a goddamn disco if they want. Yeah, yeah. And I feel like I have the two set lists in front of me, and I try, tried to like break down the differences, mm-hmm. and I feel like, um, yeah. I first, when I was breaking it down, it was, I would try to be like, oh, this is a fishy tune, oh, this is a Primus tune, oh, this is something altogether different. Um, and I feel like the first show, they went, Hard first, weird second. And then in the second show, they went weird first into hard. Weird hard. <laughs> weird hard. Weird and hard. And uh it's kinda like me, baby. Yeah. And then uh This is what we were talking about. <laughs> and then the second set it was just weird, weird. <laughs> With a little hard sprinkle. Right. <laughs> but it's because you know, they played Mr. Oysterhead twice. Mm-hmm. But it was same song, but two very different songs. Mm, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? That's why I think yeah. it's kind of cool. I don't. I don't know. I mean, I wasn't there, so there's that. What are What are your thoughts on as far as that piece is concerned? And then you knowing the police more, are, were you able to feel the police influence at all in any of this? Because I just don't know them enough. Yeah, it just Stewart has a certain style and how he plays, mm-hmm. and he plays that way. And so you just can't take that style away from. You know, he just he brings that into to the live uh, the live show. You can hear it on the album too, but when you see him live, you're like, there's just certain timings and weird things he does on the police songs, and mm-hmm. and he does the same thing. Would there be a song in particular that you can pinpoint? <sighs> <laughs> 
put me on the spot here. Uh, Um, No, I probably have to think that, think about that one for a second. mm -hmm, But mm -hmm. when he does wield the spade, (laughs) he gets out in front of the drum kit. And and that's, that's a, he gets out and does this, like these incantations. Mm -hmm. Like he gets out, Trey gets on the drum kit and then he comes out and starts singing. And it's, it's a little bit different from the yeah. uh, the the way the album song is played, but mm-hmm. it, I feel it's like pretty that's wild. The... Um, but yeah, I... well, no, go ahead. What are you saying? <laughs> I feel like that that song, uh, wielding the spade or wield the spade, yeah, is yeah, wield the spade, the pinnacle of weird. It's so weird. Me and Jason were discussing that earlier. We were like, yeah, that's kind of the weirdest song yeah, that they put, played that night. You put Trey <laughs> on a drum kit, and he looks like a kid playing his dad's drums it's like, <laughs> <laughs> yes oh and, uh, yeah. Staples laughing at all of them <laughs> you can like barely see his head yeah. you know I mean? well, the same thing happens when he hops behind fishman's kid too. yeah it's like an old person driving a car looking through the steering wheel i know wheel. what to do i know what to do yes. i know what yeah, to do yeah little little kidding of cassidy in your shoes yeah. <laughs> so i'm pulling oh around so, you know, rolling <laughs> rolling into the encore that night, uh, you know, we had talked about a minute ago about, like, you know, Trey's super excited about his, like, you know, 30 years it's taken me to play this song. But I want to talk about the first two because, so going, Jason and I were talking about on the way here tonight. I knew I hit it on the head. We never talked about White Room. What? Oh. <laughs> oh, yeah. White Room was great. Well, I tried to bring it up an hour ago. Oh, sorry. Damn White it. Room was great. I know. I know. We're all excited here. Sorry. We're like, <laughs> like you know, Tail wagon, <laughs> talking over each other, but but yeah, White Room was fabulous. So good. I I was it was it was so good. My friend uh, Jennifer Couch, she was standing behind me, and I just was kind of looking around because usually you can pick up the first couple notes, and I'm looking around. I'm like, I don't know what this is. And she's like, It's White Room. It's White Room. <laughs> I'm like, oh my god! It was <laughs> throwback <laughs> it was to the fun to like watch watch everybody's expressions. As it starts to like yeah. come about, like oh my god, when light starts dawning over Marblehead, uh, and you're like, <gasps> yeah, <laughs> kind of amazing. Yes, I feel like it was an homage to maybe the original supergroup. That's what Creed yeah. was. Oh, what was right? what, what? So that was Captain and a bunch of other assholes from the seventies that were really good. <laughs> but that, yeah, that's well, Cream started. I don't remember all their names, but. <laughs> Cream was one of the starts of the super bands Mm, in the 70s. mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Jefferson Airplane. Mm, mm -hmm. Traffic. Led Zeppelin. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, Uh, get him out there. Super bands. Super bands. Super Trey. But so what I was going to talk about is the the first two, but how I was not impressed. I I did not like, I did not like uh, Oysterhead first tube. So I'm curious. Well, I'll tell you why. So... I feel like it really needs the keys or the horns or the background voices. I feel like there was really something mess- missing, and I didn't feel like Trey. I feel like I, okay. So listening to it, I feel like maybe going into it like, "Yay, we're gonna do first two because it's like a heavy yay fish mm-hmm. song or whatever Trey song." But once Trey got into it, I feel like he was. It was like pushed into a space that Trey no longer really is in. It was a really speedy. I didn't feel like they were they were um 
they were vibing off each other well or Trey or wasn't leading that first two. yeah he was not leading that first two that that's I what thought I, Les was leaving was leading it completely right. did you yep. hear that too yeah yeah so yeah that's yep. why it sounded weird to you. yes 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 which is okay it's not that it was like bad but it just wasn't not fish well it wasn't no it's not even that it just wasn't Trey right. it wasn't you know and and so again for me on the outside of this coming in being like oh oyster hits new which is not but I only know, like, Trey owning first tube. I feel like they all really crushed all the Oysterhead tunes. Mm-hmm. And then when they all tried to cover songs from their respective bands, mm. it left something to be desired. Um, of course, except for those damn blue-collar tweakers, because... <laughs> that was the best. That yeah, was That rad. was the best. <laughs> yeah. That was a slam dunk. Yeah. Raging. That was awesome. Mm. Well, and, and what really... I'll, yeah. I don't know. You guys want my opinion on this first suit? Oh, but. hell yeah. Of course. Of course. That's what we're here for. <laughs> they started the intro that we thought we were going from Dame Blue Collar tweet- Tweakers into Southbound Pachyderm, which is another Primus song. Mm-hmm. Right. So they started the intro of that. And then they went into the first two. But I was like, really? <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> not not to be, I love Fish. You know, it's, it's our band, right? Yeah, yeah. But we see them a lot. And so... My thought was, it primus. No, I just the, the, the first tube was was also the New Year's Eve gag. Yeah, so it didn't yeah. really, and, and you know that was a very unsettling thing to watch. Um, ah, and, you know, yeah. Trey getting stuck up on stage and mm-hmm. and and all that, and so I was like, yeah, okay, that's all right. What, Trey Band plays it, Fish plays it, and now Oysterhead plays it. Yeah. So. You know, I could probably could have had something else. Yeah, I think I've heard him play it acoustic too. Yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah. Did we? I, I'm Not just teasing. We don't yeah, like yeah. Songs, <laughs> I know. Just, they probably. I could have thought of a million other other covers they could have played. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. First tube didn't hit. Um, I have a funny story about this. Yes. Uh, so, my lovely wife, the host of the show, Donnie, she has live fish. <laughs> she, she she has live fish on her phone. I don't have live fish on her phone. Today was a. Uh, Snaky Cassidy day, so mom had to leave for a while. So I listened, our Cassidy, our daughter's Cassidy. She's I, three. I listened <laughs> yeah, to right. yeah. Mm-hmm. I listened to most of the show with through the app, but Donnie had to leave, so it's coming. It's coming time to listen to this. So I have to pull up <laughs> the videos on YouTube. So I pull up the first tube and I'm listening to it. And I don't know what video it is, but uh, some guys filming it and they go in, they go into first tube, and he's all excited. He's like, "Yeah, this is awesome." Like I love this song. He's like, the song is called Sand. Oh no! Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that, that was like viral all yeah. over the internet oh, the next day. Oh, that's good. Oh, was that's this good. from this you were watching it from? Yes, yeah. it's it's some dude recording <laughs> this version of First Tube, all pumped, and goes to his buddy. He's like, oh yeah, man, this is Sand. I love this song. <laughs> It's my favorite. No. Oh, it was great. <laughs> I laughed my ass up. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> poor guy. Dude, that guy's never going to live that yeah, down. Poor guy. No. <laughs> <laughs> Just another reason to smile right there. Right? right there. Oh, yep. God. That's funny. So pseudo suicide uh, <laughs> again. I just is so good. It's so good. So Adelaide, my son is seventeen, and he's so funny because so I, I want to say yesterday morning. He's so it's vacation week, and I told him about Oyster Head, and I don't know. I it was probably the 
morning after Valentine's Day, maybe, or whatever it is. I was like, dude, you got to listen. This is so good, so good. And so I think it was yesterday morning, whatever, like 7.24. I'd like get, he wakes me up, and I'm just like, what? And he like asked me something. I'm like, eh, eh, like hung up. So yesterday, I, no, today I pick him up. He's like, mom. He's like, do you know the reason why I called you so early? And I'm like, what? He's like, you like Eli and I listen to Oysterhead. Oh <laughs> my God. <laughs> He's like, I'm so sorry. I'm like, what the hell were you doing up at like 730? You're never up that early. Right? Exactly. <laughs> Tell me how awesome Oysterhead is. Like, Give him some credit. He's an early riser. Right? But, yeah, yeah. Know. He is an early riser, but still. <laughs> He's like, I just had to it talk to him. It must have been a proud parent moment. It was, you know. Oh, yeah, yeah, right? A delayed <laughs> proud parent moment. Yes. <laughs> exactly, exactly. I'm like, God, oh, well, okay, I guess I was okay. <laughs> it wasn't good at 645, but yeah, whatever yeah, that yeah. was. <laughs> so, so I wanted to ask everyone, what's your favorite Oyster Head song? Donnie? Oh, my goodness. So far, I'm going to go with that, that pseudo-suicide. I just absolutely love what, what's the line there's what? no cure for suicide there's no cure for suicide yeah 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 <laughs> like, it is a great it's just one. yeah it's it's the beginning of it would just you have said me. that 20 years ago hell no it ran the other direction it has a bad word and it's, it's heavy it, no it's mean <laughs> it's mean <laughs> nicole what about you what do you think your favorite oyster has <laughs> i don't know i'm kind of partial to shadow of a man Oh, that is a great one. Uh, just kind of like that one. It's real heavy. I like the message of uh, that one. Mm-hmm. Came back to went to Vietnam. Came creepy. back a shadow of a man. It is. It's mm-hmm. weird. I'm sure creepy that speaks to a just, lot yeah. of those people. So good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's heavy. It'll kick you. Yeah. It'll yeah. Uh, what about you, Cher? What's your favorite Oysterhead song? My favorite Oysterhead song is Owner of the World. Um, I love the bass line in it. I mean, it's, it's, I don't know. It, it, the, they, and, they, and they closed with that the first night. Yeah. And they just killed it. Um, but I do, I'm also partial to Pseudo Suicide because it's just heavy and. I do love Pseudo Suicide. Um, now, my favorite is those damn blue talk collar tweakers, but that's brand new. But it's got to be Armies on Ecstasy for me. Mm-hmm. Well, see, they're so hard. It's so, there's so many. It's <laughs> yeah, so it's hard, hard to, to choose sometimes. It's like, oh, but wait, <clears throat> now. Mm-hmm. I know. It's just a fun game to play, right? So, Shadows of Shadow of Man, what was the album? I'm like, it's the tip of my tongue. I was going to Google it, but fuck it, you guys will know it. So, the, um, um, the album that um, Fish released, where it's just, they're making a lot of sounds and it's the whole like it's got the insects song on it. What's that album? Um, is it the one with what's the use? Maybe um, the psychic disc. Yes, 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 yes. Psycho disc. Yes, yes, yes. Sick it. Yeah, sick it. Thank you, thank you. Yeah. Shadow of a Man reminded me of something that was off of that because there was. A, it seems like there's a lot of feedback and sort of sound. It's like a Wilco kind of. Am I wrong on that one? Because I really only listened to a little bit of Shadow of a Man. Um, but from what I heard, it was like a lot of like that sort of like, I don't want to say droning because I don't mean to say that in a negative way, but it was sort of like that. Like soundy, weird. Yeah, kind of. yeah. Yep, and that's no, in the same it. way. I, that, yeah, I see that. Am I right? Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I definitely mm-hmm. see that. Trey mm-hmm. busts out uh, the Matterhorn, right? Is that mm-hmm. what it's called? Yep. 
The goddamn yeah. antler guitar? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Where does that thing live yeah. when it's not an oyster head tour? Um, <laughs> it's the... like it's a slow jam, but like a heavy, like a, like a, reminds me of Alice in Chains almost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Which is all like, this is kind of, you know, well, I guess it's the early name, whatever, but. Um... Well, Jimmy Page, is that, that's the one I feel like, uh, is he playing the bow on his bass for that one too? Like, like Zeppelin style with Jimmy Page when he busts out the. Did he play the bow? Um, the Wambola. You mean that three? Is that the, that the three that's prom, that song, right? This... Isn't it? Um, I don't remember what he plays during Shadow of a Man. It reminded me of like a Zeppelin tune, like a like a. Well, it, it, the Rubbernecks it, it, Lions. Does use the bow on that Wambola though. Yeah, he does, yeah, does yeah. break out the bow. Because it says yeah. Rubbernecks Lions into Wemola and Matterhorn Jam into Shadows of a Man. So it was probably all kind of like mixed in there. Yeah. I would imagine that. Sounds like some weird shit this ridiculous band would do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what were you going to say, Sharon? Oh, yeah. Sorry. Didn't mean to interrupt. No, 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 um, no. no, no back, in not, two- go. <clears throat> back in 2001, when I saw them in Asheville, he had, and he, he didn't have it this time, but th- he was wearing this like, headlamp with like <laughs> like these big huge like bulbs coming out of it and he wore it and like the the lights dimmed during shadow of a man and he just kind of was creeping around on stage with this big headlamp lamp and it was super creepy and he didn't do it this time i was like where's your headlamp <laughs> like, it's like he's like walking around the woods you know like he's in vietnam and he's got these I mean, it was so creepy, but that's what made it so good. Right. Yeah. Right into character. Yeah, absolutely. Oh man. It was so good. But that's awesome. Yeah. That is awesome. So you are taking off for Mexico. How long are you going to be in Mexico for? Uh, We will be in Mexico. We leave tomorrow morning, 6 a.m. flight. Got to get up at like 4 Mm -hmm. a.m. And uh, we come home on Monday. So, so do you stay at the same, are you staying at the same, like, uh, you know, hotel the whole time? Like you're there a few days beforehand. It's the same place where all the, you know, where everybody is. We have, uh, none of us have been to uh, Mexico uh, for fish from Mexico before. So is it the type of thing you like lead in there beforehand and go? Yeah, we we decided to go in a day early. Um, it's at a new venue called the Moon Palace. Time. Did they tell um, people that fish is playing this time? I think so, but they, I, I think they still leave rooms open. I mean, there's people that actually don't go through the CID package and they get their own. No, I meant, rooms. I meant, oh, I meant God. muggles that uh, didn't know Fish was playing there. Wasn't that a big hubbub last year, the year before? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. Where they I don't sold, remember. Oh, I think it was either last year or the year before. A bunch of people were pissed because they just booked their Mexican Riviera vacation. During this time, <laughs> having no like, idea, no one ever said anything, so they had to deal with a bunch of us. Yeah, us. <laughs> well, that's not what I was gonna say, but uh, yeah, a bunch of those people. Uh, I can't imagine that. My yeah, aunt Sally's there on, on that vacation. One. Yeah, <laughs> see how it is. Awesome. Well, yeah. Sherry, thank you so much for uh, joining us for your uh, oyster head expertise. 
And thank you so much for having me. It was a blast. It's been great talking to you for sure. Yeah, Yeah. definitely. If they go on Oyster Head tour, do you think they're just going to play the whole album over and over and over again? No, I I would hope not. I would hope so. I'm I'm hopeful that there's new songs out there still. (laughs) So we'll see. Let's see if they pull off. So, all right. Well, cool. Thank you so much for joining us and have the best time in Mexico. We will be uh, couch side up in here. <laughs> right. Up here, Maine, uh, watching it. Someday I will dance in the ocean with those boys. Yeah. <laughs> we could. It'll just awesome. be really colder. Yeah, it'd be here. a lot colder. <laughs> <laughs> I'm ready to get away dying. from this. Right. Snow, I bet. Sure. Have a most yeah. amazing trip. Yep. Thank you so much. Our, and, uh, yeah, this was really fun. So thanks for having me. Thank you. We'll see you. you. All right. Bye. See you guys. Bye. All right. So uh, thank you, everybody, for joining us on this um, exploration of Oysterhead, because <laughs> it was an exploration for me, too. And um, we thank Cher Marie Sukanik for joining us and Biggity Baker. Hey, yo. Our co-host. Thank you, love. Thank you. And Jason Sneaky. Thank you. I think that was an interesting episode. I do too. I do too. You know, well, I think it was it was one of those things that sort of like, you know, for me, I'm a little bit more willing to be a little more vulnerable and not know so much what's going on and invite people and let's talk about it, you know, because this journey for me is super exciting because I have all these other pieces to explore. And and uh, yeah, so so. Glad you dig it. Yeah, I do. I do. Um, I really cool. loved it. Yeah. Here's yeah. a little. Here's a little gem. I'm saving till the very end. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't even know if you know this, but on our honeymoon, <laughs> I brought <laughs> five CDs. Uh-huh. Uh huh. One of them was Oyster Head. Oh, because we had your grandmother's car. Yeah. Yeah. We put them all in the trunk in the five disc CD changer. <laughs> which, 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 funny enough. You mean my car? Yeah. Yes. Yes. We do have your. We do. We do have the old Cadillac, Cadillac now. Build, no problem. Yeah. Uh, actually, it has plenty of problems. But, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. That was one of the CDs I brought. Yeah. You don't yeah. Even remember that, well, do you? this. Well, this is there probably was a lot going on. Uh, there was a lot going on. <laughs> oh, I wasn't oh, there. There was. Right? <laughs> you drove me to my wedding, though, <laughs> Baker. I did. <laughs> Joker right here. Right to the farm. <laughs> All right, everybody. So uh, thank you, everyone. Remember, we are part of the Osiris podcast. So remember, everybody, we are part of the Osiris Podcast Network. So if you want to check out some more amazing podcasts, please go to OsirisPod.com and uh, follow us on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook. This is episode 48. We're coming up on episode 49. And episode 50 is going to coincide with our two-year anniversary. What, what, what? I'm going to have a little Bethany Parker back in the house for that one. (laughs) All right. Yeah, definitely. So peace and love y'all.